Hello, my friends. Skip here for another episode of Finding Meaning. I begin with a sigh and a story. Uh, I'm <coughs> trying to... Uh, yeah, I sound winded for a couple reasons, I'll tell you why. I'm trying to get a podcast done on being distracted. How being distracted in our modern world... Uh, affects us spiritually. Ironically and comically on some level, uh, I keep getting distracted. First, my 16-year-old needs me to put his laundry in the dryer. Uh, Then uh, my wife called and there's going to be a plumber coming today, uh, this morning. I'm trying to get ready for school. Uh, So ironically, uh, the the podcast about being distracted is struggling to get done because of distractions. Uh, so forgive me as I multitask, uh, but I really wanted to share this with you uh, before I started my day completely. Uh, so forgive my windedness, my exacerbation. Uh, I am fully living the life of a Senior in college at 55 years old, uh, the spouse of a very busy clergy person, uh, and the father of four kids, three of which are still at home and are teenage boys. So let's talk about how distractions have affected us in our spiritual life. So I'm not talking about uh, the kind of distractions that come with normal life. I'm not talking about Uh, you know, putting your kids' clothes in the dryer or uh, those sorts of everyday distractions. That stuff's going to happen, right? We got to work or go to school. We got to pay bills. We have to engage life. Uh, That's going to offer us enough distractions from our spiritual journey as it is. But uh, the distractions that I'm talking about are more modern and more acute than I've ever seen them. Now, let me preface this by saying to you, I am not being sentimental about the past when I say this. I'm not saying that the past was better or worse. I really don't have a lot of patience or tolerance for people that uh, sentimentalize the past. Now, there's a place for sentimentality, you know. I talk to old friends on Facebook or, or what have you, and And there's a nostalgic kind of sentimental part of that that's important to remember where you've come from. But I don't believe that the music was better or the life was better before cell phones or et cetera, et cetera. Life is what it is right here, right now. And that's what we have to deal with spiritually. Having said that, I will tell you one of the great modern problems, one of the great modern challenges of our spirituality is distraction. And I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about when I say distraction. When I was little, back in the 70s, I was born in 1965, television had commercials, as it does now. But when you watched a television advertisement, There was an open-ended invitation, really, to either discard or go buy the product. 
if the advertisement was funny enough or engaging enough, you might go buy, you know, the Charmin toilet paper or the Oscar Mayer baloney uh, or whatever it was. Uh, that is not the way it is now. Uh, due to social media and the algorithms therein, we no longer have the open-ended invitation to walk away from uh, the product. Uh, that ultimately, we don't even have to be on social media. We just have to have our phone around and maybe the app open. And if we're talking about uh, you know, toilet paper or Tommy guns or guitars or sandals, I'm just pulling random stuff out of my brain, that before you know it, that algorithm will feed back onto your social media platform uh, these things that you're interested in, these things you're talking about. And that data has become a commodity. That data, what people are paying attention to, what engages people, that has become in itself a commodity, a monetized thing. And because now you can make money off people's attention, there is an industry geared towards distraction. You know, when I was younger, and again, I'm not being sentimental here, when I was younger, you could get bored easily, right? On a Saturday, being bored uh, was sort of a concern. Now, though, uh, you get in your phone and you're anything but bored, really. Uh, they will feed you your friends. They will feed you your interests. They, that is the uh, billionaire <laughs> titans of social media who make money off of your attention, want to make more money. And therefore, your attention is a commodity. I want to tell you something that I have really noticed that's different. And I'm going to say it one more time, then I won't say it again. I'm not being sentimental or saying things were better here. But I have noticed a big change in something. I'm 55 years old. I'll be 56 in a couple months. I'm finally finishing a degree I've been working on for 20 years, off and on. 20 years ago, when I walked into a classroom, or even 25 years ago, really, uh, people would talk to each other. There was uh, people watching people come into the room, an engagement of that person, a smile. Uh, and even if you didn't say a whole lot, there was an acknowledgement of the other. I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, that's gone. You walk into a college classroom now, and there is no acknowledgement of your personhood. There is no acknowledgement that you are someone to talk to. People are in their phones. Their heads are buried. And I will tell you that I have done this experiment where I have not looked at my phone and looked around the classroom before class, and it literally makes people uncomfortable. <clears throat> I don't mean stare at them. I can just be reading something in my notes. And because my head is not in the phone, people get squirmy. It is a fundamental shift in the false reality that we have created. We have created yet another layer of false reality that, 
makes it even more difficult for us to get out of. And so that's the challenge to our spiritual life is we keep creating out of this, out of a sense of supposed necessity, these obstacles to freeing ourselves from the things we create. And as you have probably heard me say, I will say it again, I truly believe that the spiritual quest as the human being sees it right now is to live outside of our own conceptual uh, need to improve a reality that's false. We have created systems that are false and we keep reinforcing them with more inventions, more creations. Now, I'm grateful for the technology. Uh, One of the really cool things is uh, I get to give a podcast. There was no such thing 20 years ago, really. Uh, I get to give it into my phone and I get to share my ideas. And that's a great thing. I have all sorts of informational access that I would have never had without it. So it's not that it's evil, but we lack the spiritual awareness to use it properly. And so having said all that, we are a distracted people and we are being purposely distracted. Uh, If you've not uh, seen the movie, The Social Network, or The Social Dilemma, pardon me, The Social Dilemma on on Netflix, I I highly recommend it. there is a very subtle form of reality manipulation going on or not so subtle that we humans just are not aware of. And so we have to become aware of, and that's really what the spiritual journey is about. It's about becoming aware of the things that, that impede our progress and becoming aware of who we really are. Now, there are certain ways in which we can correct this. You know, maybe we can get off social media. A lot of people are making that choice. Uh, I guess I'm not willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I'm connected to people in ways that I never was before. Uh, Talking to uh, my siblings or talking to friends or being able to seek support around issues Social media and messaging and texting, they all lend themselves to that, and that's a good thing. However, I have to be aware of what impedes spiritual progress. And what impedes spiritual progress is people distracting on purpose. Now, it's not just social media. We just remember the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I will tell you that that date was a watershed date in so many ways. I don't think we can even understand it. And one of the ways in which it was a watershed moment was that news really became salacious. Uh, I remember before 9-11, if there was a banner on even cable news that said breaking news, that there was really something breaking. There was really some news that was important that needed to be told, a disaster, an emergency, something. Uh, 
now after 9-11 because they realize that we, it will get our attention. Uh, it's all breaking news. You know, everything is breaking news. And the reason that is, is because they want to get your attention. They want to distract you into watching something. Now, that doesn't mean that news programs are evil. I think some are better than others. But again, I'm going to include media in the false narrative that we've created. So, my point is this. We keep creating these things thinking that's going to make things better. The algorithm that was created to help us discern reality has actually reinforced the false reality. The breaking news story on the news program helps reinforce a, a false sense of anxiety, a false reality. Now, we can check out and go be monks. Chances are you don't have that opportunity, and neither do I. We have to live in the world. i got to be here to put my 16-year-old kid's stuff in the dryer, right? We have to keep, to borrow a phrase from the old spiritual, we have to keep our eyes on the prize, folks. We have to watch all of this, participate in it, with the knowledge that it is indeed false. If we can wrap our minds around that the things that we are creating out of a false sense of reality is just reinforcing a false sense of reality, then we can begin to look for what is real. And what is real in social media are connections. I mean, there's a reality there, right? Being, I have reached out uh, via messenger or via text message for support in all sorts of, of areas. And I have received it from people. Uh, I try to count on the people that I know physically that I have had encounters with or, or friendships with. Uh, and it is a way for them to reach out to me. So don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by the falsities that are perpetuated uh, by things, by people, by industries, by uh, money-making apparatus, that are false in and of themselves. Keep your eyes on the spiritual prize. And it is my hope, I'm going to end here, that this podcast can serve as at least a place to refocus. You don't have to agree with everything I say, but oh my God, my prayer is is that this podcast can help you refocus. Wow, I got through it without another distraction. 15 minutes, that's plenty. We'll talk to you later, friends. Bye-bye.